Radio Split Ranch. Hello and welcome once again to Radio Split Ranch, a monthly visit with the Capital Region's great radio personalities of the past and sometimes present. I'm Warren Garling, but I'm not on the radio. As always, our original opening theme deserves your attention and my many thanks to the composer, singer, songwriter, and all-around nice guy, Drew Jacobs, who will be found in concert coming up Friday, May 6th at uh, Dorn Space. That's on North Main Street in Gloversville. You get all the details at drewjacobs.com. A long-time fixture on Capital Region Radio made his way to the Radio Split Ranch this month. While you may remember him for, um, you know, maybe a quarter century on country Country powerhouse WGNA. His resume before and after that station is quite varied and full. Please relax and reel in the ears with Albany's own Brother Lou Roberts. Well, Brother Lou, I wanted to start this with a thank you because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have had a second chance in in radio as a part time <laughs> career. And we'll get to that story, obviously, as as the uh, well, well, you're time welcome, Warren, and here, I want to thank you for inviting me to be part of your uh, radio ranch thing. Yeah, uh, no, I'm 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 loving this, and uh, if you've listened to any so far, you realize that anything goes. We'll just have fun. Just remember, my granddaughter might listen, so, well, you gonna, know. It's funny you say that. I was going to ask, do you have the little beeper, the, the <laughs> you know, the sensor? Beep, you know. Post-production if necessary, yes. yes <laughs> I'll try to be good. good. Very good. So, Lou Roberts, my goodness, if there's anybody that I've ever talked to that started younger than me, I think it's <laughs> you. So, tell us, tell us, first of all, when the radio bug bit you. When I was born. Um, actually, <laughs> Sounds about right. Actually... Um, growing up in, in the capital region, um, like around, I don't know, 1963, I, I always had a strong interest and enjoyed listening to the famous 1540 WPTR. Didn't we all? And, you know, we moved to Colony and there was uh, some family function going on for my, my sister. So it's all women and that. So my dad goes, let's go to WPTR. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, eight <laughs> years old. Here we are going to 4243 Albany Street. My Lord. Um, so, Gwyn there, almost couldn't get in. He banged on the door. and Well, let's go. So, somebody caught us. We could see him in, you know, the mirror. Come on in. He flagged us to come in. I'm like, oh. So, we go in. And there, behind the booth, was, at the time, Bob Badger. Okay. And he says, well, here we are. It's like, and he put me on the air. Hey, really? Who are you? At eight Louis. years old. Yeah. So, I because it's behind the big glass yeah, the, yeah, for yeah. soundproofing and the transmitter and from <laughs> colony so here's this eight-year-old me on the air on 50,000 watt wptr in addition a little note to that story he was my first boss isn't that crazy so it's like i met my boss when i was eight years old that that <laughs> my is my first boss now that's a story we have not heard before that's very <laughs> interesting so uh, eight years old, you didn't have your license yet. I didn't uh, have a driver's didn't license. Didn't have a driver's license, didn't have an FCC <laughs> didn't license. Didn't have a fishing license, no license whatsoever. <laughs> so so what did you do to make sure that you could you know follow your path from eight years on? Luckily, my mom and dad were very supportive. Good. I mean, they'd buy me these old, well, not old, but new record players and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they had the money, they'd buy records for me, current records and that. Before that, it's like the kitty record. You know, here's Donald Duck on my little radio station. <laughs> so I always had, at the time, I always had the pirate station that actually wasn't on the air. Okay. So I had my brother-in-law and sister gave me a, this one microphone that didn't work, but I made it look like it was into an amplifier and stuff. <laughs> and away I'd intro records and stuff. 
So that was that. Wow. I've always, as far back as I can remember. Wow. I always wanted to do that. That is something. And when did it finally happen that, uh, well, obviously you had to take the, did you take an FCC test with the, uh, for element? Yep. Uh, Elements two, three, uh, and nine, yeah. I think they were. Yeah. No, was was it two, three, and nine? I, I, I forget. One, two, and nine. Oh, one, one, I don't know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. I did like everybody else. Took two times, well, three times to do it. First two, yeah, flunked element nine. Yes. Yeah. And they changed it <laughs> because, you know, you had the books, you'd study the books. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, what? what's this stuff with, uh, well, if anybody's listening that doesn't know radio, it, well, it's, anti- it's something to do uh, technical yeah with antenna phasing you see the three towers as opposed mm-hmm. to one yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so i'm like what the heck is this so i go i want to take a trip to wptr dad but i want to talk to the engineer this time wow and he explained what the, the antenna phasing and that was because then we could operate and take meter readings for those yeah, particular yeah. radio stations exactly in the, in in the in those days it, you know to be on the station you did have to have some sort of license mm-hmm. some people went all the way to taking a you know huge course and getting a first class license yep. and that way they could even do you know more things technically engineering and such but most of us got the third class with an element nine endorsement mm-hmm. i think it was called I kind of and, wish they uh, still did that. There's some technical yeah. stuff that would help people, well, when they're at the station today. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, everything is so much run by computers today. Yep. You really, I mean, I haven't taken a meter reading in, in 30 years, probably, 25 anyway. You know, when I was at iHeart and I'd fill in on whatever show I was, a live show, the morning show on the river, Yeah, I had to take meter readings. You they did? actually had us dial in wow. do the meter readings. I'm oh, like, I didn't know Wow, that. look yeah. at this. yeah. Yeah, so. my my all my years on TRY from 2002 to to uh, 2020, I, I never took a meter reading. Well, when we were I the, can remember when we were in the bunker at TRY when it yeah. was only AM Pixis upstairs. It's like there was they took the meter readings upstairs. That's cool. And so there was always an engineer. Well, at least during the week there was always an engineer, so we didn't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you get your license. How old are you now? God, 14. Okay. 14, I think, All 14 right. or 15. Before that, uh, because it's I wanted to do it, and they finally hired me. They had me get a provisional license. Okay. It's like sort of like a learner's permit. <laughs> okay. The chief engineer would have to sign it, and you keep that. Yeah. It was good for a year, and had I to renew it once. That. So, yeah, I didn't know uh, that. Yep, so I had yeah. that. Cool. And um, and you probably had to have your parents sign working papers, because and, until, you know, there used to be the days uh, when, <clears> you know. Working papers. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think they did actually. It was so long they, ago. Yeah, I don't you remember. don't remember, sure. And and I'm sure they did for me as well because I started at 16, and I, I don't know, maybe that by that time you didn't need them. But I, I it's like one of the things that God, uh, Department of Labor. My apologies. Don't get my old <laughs> boss involved. It was my choice because I wanted to do. It. I loved every minute oh, of it. Sure. You know, oh, sure. you're running the ball game. You're running the, the control then, board for the ball game. Yeah. And of course we're on the West Coast, the Mets. So you know what time the game gets over? Two o'clock in the morning. Oh, and boy. of course, in those days, obviously, I was on the next morning too. So mm. back in the first, uh, you know, right, right at the beginning of the morning. Yeah. Now, where was this? At Waby, W A B Y. Okay. All right. When they were on uh, uh, Braintree Street, I'd ride my bike down to the station. There you go. Maybe two miles from it. There you go. Okay. So, fourteen years old, and and started again by just uh, you know running uh, ball games and handling the board stuff. Yes. Did you also no, do some air work as well? Minimal. Okay. I was. I agree with that now. I was too young to be on the air, <laughs> but it was discouraging as hell, to be honest. But before running the board, um, they actually hired me to mow the lawn, empty the trash cans, scrub <laughs> the toilets, if you will. Sure. 
It's gave me a great career today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you never but, know when you're going to need that, no, you know, but, that education. Uh, where was I going with that? I'm trying to think where that uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I remember. I, was, um, I would go down to the station to Waby every Saturday morning. I started doing it like in 19, end of 71, 72. Okay. And Bob Badger was the general manager. Wild. Oh, no. He came in. If he saw me there, you got to get out. Uh, insurance, insurance. Okay. <laughs> So finally, one Saturday I was in there, um, he comes in, I go, I look at him, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. He goes, no, 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 wait. He goes, you want a job? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right. When the weather gets warmer, it was like March or so. Okay. Um, and when the weather gets warmer, it's like, you're going to take care of the lawn and that, but you got to do the, he gave me grass seed to plant and that. So I had a little, <laughs> little uh, idea of that. Uh-huh. And he goes... At the time, minimum wage is a dollar eighty-five. Sounds about Let's right. Put it that way. Yeah. He goes, "I'm going to start you at two dollars an hour." Whoa! Really? Whoa. And all the uh, what did he say? It was two dollars an hour, and all the grass seed and records you can eat. <laughs> I know somebody else put that one on, on one of these boards that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one. No, not the only one. Exactly. Exactly. So some stations uh, they will go on uh, named uh, at this point. Uh, would pay their disc jockeys in bad weeks with route records and uh, you know free coupons for Carol's hamburgers. Now, are those stations still on the air? That's uh, <laughs> no, no. That's Ooh, I love the, the free burgers from Carol's and McDonald's. <laughs> they were great. Are you kidding? <laughs> now, here's one for you. Okay. Did you ever do the, I call it the DJ diet. That's called eating McDonald's and that kind of food three times a day. Oh, uh, I never did it three times a day. I, I did that for maybe two weeks straight. Maybe uh, maybe twice a day, but mostly just once a day. Yeah, all right, <laughs> twice a day. But yeah. after a while, after three weeks, I'm like, two weeks, I'm like, I'm done. I can't eat well, this anymore. My favorite story is that um, I was doing a split shift up in Saratoga Springs. Um, uh, he's drinking water and it's going yes. all over himself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Where's my cleaning boy? That's it. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I, I did a split shift. So I was doing 6 to 10 news. Then I would come back and do like uh, noon to, or maybe it was 6 to 9 news and then 10 to 2 mm-hmm. on disc jockey. Yep. And so I had an hour between 9 and 10 which, in which to grab some breakfast. Well, it was before the days of breakfast at McDonald's. They had just invented the uh, Egg McMuffin. But, That's what I have for breakfast yeah, today. Yeah. And, and I think they may have had, I'm not even sure they had hash browns yet, but in any event, the problem was they stopped cooking those at like nine o'clock, nine o'clock. in the morning, Yep. you know? So I would get there at five after nine, you know, just dashing around the corner oh, in Saratoga man. Springs. And sometimes there'd be one or two left over, but sometimes for breakfast, I mean, eating a hamburger, you know, <laughs> hamburger and fries at, you know, nine fifteen in the morning. Yep. yep. But that's, that's my you know favorite McDonald's story. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. And we're, you know. Nothing against McDonald's whatsoever. I mean, oh, no. Hell. Kept us alive. <laughs> I had them this morning. Yeah, between that and... Don't eat uh, them as much as I used to. <laughs> and I'm the same way. Yes. I think I've stepped up to Wendy's now. Oh, have yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Another story. Give me Another a Frosty, story. chocolate Frosty. Yeah, there you anyway. go. There you go. So so you're you're 14 and starting to, to actually uh, you know get signed and, and doing some actual work yeah, yeah. on the radio. And then eventually I got to know the guy that was running Sunday mornings, which are your religious shows and your ethnic shows sure. and um he was leaving and he goes i'm gonna tell bob are you interested i go yeah sign the station on if it wasn't on there because i can get anybody to work overnight it's like you bet i want to run i want to do what you're doing here yeah yeah so they eventually he left and they put me on what Ex- a great way to start oh yeah and then of course christmas we've all worked christmas oh yeah many times but i couldn't there was one announcement that they let me make 
It was for the first church in Albany, mm-hmm. which was on like 11.30 in the morning. It was a live feed from the first church. So it's like, first church in Albany, the city's oldest church, founded in 1642, blah, blah. Today's sermon will be blah, 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 you know, by whoever. Cool. Okay. And I'm like, that was the greatest thing oh, in the yeah, world. I looked absolutely. so forward to that yeah. one 10-second announcement. Now, where was your voice at this point? Had, had, oh, I know, somewhere like I there. was going to say, was it changing or had it <laughs> changed? Or Actually, it was probably slowly changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do have a, I'll have to get you a copy of this. Uh, like, <laughs> I do have an air check around Whoa. Uh, when I was like, 15 or 16. Okay, we need that. On Wavy. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we need that, yeah. Because the one, the, the earliest I actually have <laughs> aren't uh, aren't actual air checks. The earliest stuff that I that I saved were um, spots that I did for the morning announcement show in high school <laughs> you know, that I recorded, that I did at the WSNY studios in Schenectady when I was you know hired yeah. there. Yeah. But I didn't get a real air check until the summer of 70. I'd been on for a year by the yeah. time I had, I realized how I could do an air check. You know, it had to be down the hall in the production studio with a patch cord or two, and you'd run it, and and it would just run continuously. Right. You know, right. um, but um, uh, I, I really don't have anything you know prior to that, unfortunately. Uh, the, so there you've is, got something really early. That's great. Yeah, I do have something that I did at my own home radio station, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you hear that. Oh right. no, no. <laughs> you know, and I had some of that stuff, but you know what it was? I recorded it on the, you know the small the three inch reel, reel to reels, you know, that were battery yep. operated. Yep. And when I went to to try to play it back on an actual you know tape recorder oh because it was um, half track it was half track and in addition to that it was at three and three quarters yep and the, there were right. some yeah Oops, and there were some machines that you know later on that i couldn't play three and three quarters on because yeah, the radio stations mostly had uh seven and a half ips or and, 15, or 15. IPS. yeah exactly yeah, um yeah. the, there's a little part of the story too before i just thought of okay because my sister and brother-in-law used to live down on Fairfield Avenue, down the street from Wavy. Okay. So this is like mid-60s. Still not old enough to. <laughs> so went down there to visit. I had some friends down the road. I'm walking down to Wavy. It's like, Gwen. I met the guy. The guy was Bob Walker. I don't, okay. don't, 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 I think don't it was his real name, but he yeah. ended up doing news at PTR. I don't know okay. where he went then. But I met him and Larry Peck when he was there. Names from the past. Yeah. And... um I saw they had like two at the time. I didn't know a turntable. It's like, oh, they got two record players. <laughs> yeah, right. Why do you have two record players? It's like the turntables. Well, one keep the music going. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh. So yeah. brother Lou had to get a couple of record players in his house. <laughs> so I eventually got the second record player from there mom and go. dad. Yeah. So. Radio yeah. Lou is on the air. I, I tell the story in my book that the only thing I had at first was a 45 RPM that you could stack things on. You know, you could oh, stack a, you know, a half a dozen. Yeah. And I'd have to, and that's all I had. So I definitely <laughs> had to talk between the end of one song and when the next one started, yep. waiting for it to drop down and for the needle to go back on it. That's how I learned how to ad lib between records. I had this, almost the same situation. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I only had one record player. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, all right, let me do this. So, manually change it pick you know the song is ending blah 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 while you're trying to talk and and, uh, then the other one on and away it goes of course when you got into radio we had to do that sometimes too because you'd get busy doing something no you get busy doing something and you look down and you go oh my gosh i don't have the next record ready to go it usually wasn't oh my gosh (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) but uh yeah so uh yeah we've all been there done that oh man bought the t-shirt or the t-shirt was given to us free yep yep anyway so wavy how long uh, uh, did you stay there? Which time? <laughs> okay. Well, actually, leading into Wavy, there's this is Don Week story involved here too. Okay, cool. 
Um, it's like, like I said, I'd go down every... Don Weeks was the morning man there for a while. Yes. Until he got it out of radio and before he went to GY and all that. Right. And um, I said, I, get, I, I recorded my show from my little radio station in my house. And I said, can I bring you a tape of what I do? Yeah, yeah. He, you know, really nice about nice. it. What, a, what yeah. a sweetheart he was. Yeah. So I brought it down and he listened to it. Of course, I didn't know anything about editing, like you said, air checks, which you don't do the whole song. Sure. Hey, sure. what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, I didn't know. Wow. And he goes, he goes, play that again. So he had me rewind. I'm like, okay. He goes, that, that's good. That, that's really good. You know what? I want you to come down next week. We're going to put you on a promo. Jeez. Oh, my God. Again, <laughs> this is where the voice not changing paid off. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he says he's listening. He's got to forward the tape past the music. He goes, when you do this, don't put the whole song on. There he taught go. me how to do air yeah, checks. Air check, yeah. He says, yeah. another thing, when you're on the air, he goes, you speak to one person. There you one go. One on one. There you go. So, And yeah. then, of course, he was a production whiz. Yeah. So I was around hearing some of the stuff that he did. Sure. He said, he says, I got to put these together. Um, stay out here outside the production room. And I hear him in there. And I'm thinking, nobody swears in radio. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, Don, God rest your soul. I hear these words. I'm like, oh, he's swearing. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that was the end of it for me, too. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, a lot of Don Week stories pop up here uh, in the Radio yep. Split Ranch. Absolutely, yep, I, I bet there aren't too many about Wavy. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not for his, his but, early days. For yeah. that promo too, it ran forever. Well, that's my mom cool. and dad loved it. It was yeah, the, yeah. right the first voice in the yeah. in the spot because you know Don would do characters and that. Yeah. That the line was, and I wish I had a copy of it. Mommy, Daddy, the morning funnies are on the radio. Boom into the promo. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I wish I had a copy of it, but you know. Well, you you mentioned him giving you early advice. You mm -hmm. talked to one person, mm -hmm. and and I got that. I'm not sure where I learned it. If it was at the first station or not. I I think it was. But in any event, I I took that throughout my career I did too. And, and always remembered it. And I applied it to TV. Now, TV normally can be sit you sit around and you share that I experience. I wondered about that yeah, because yeah. I see so many people on TV go, uh, everybody. Folks or know. everybody, yeah. yeah. When I did uh, volunteering, was how I was introduced to TV at That's WMHT. That's how you got me into TV. Well, that part of TV. Yeah, yeah. When I was at WMHT and volunteering back in the 70s, and I'd be on there and I'd be pitching and trying to get you know folks to become members of the station mm -hmm. and such, yep. I always went one-on-one. -on -one. And some of the other people... People I'd work with would use the plural, but I always worked one-on-one, -on -one, and I really think it was part of the success that I had, and they kept having me yeah. back because I, I just understood that you really want to connect with that one person that's right, watching, right. even if they're in a room with a, with a bunch of other people. I, I've had arguments with former co-workers about that particular thing. Mm. It's like, how many people are listening to you? Oh, a few thousand. I go, no, one. one. Let's make That makes it personable. Yeah. No, yeah. everybody knows there's thousands. That's yeah, not the yeah, idea. Not, not, not the idea, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I'm arguing over something here. It's like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So where'd you go after Wavy? Home. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me think. Jeez. Uh, after several format changes, um, <laughs> at the time, well, it was... tell us a little bit about that. What, what stuff were you playing when you started? And, oh, my and, God. And where did it go? It was... Oldies top 40 hybrid format, which was okay. big in the, the mid early to mid 70s. Right. It was a really cool format. We all loved it. Mm -hmm. 
And then all of a sudden, of course, Wavy never did really well in the ratings, unfortunately. And a lot of that had to do with the signal. I couldn't listen to yep. them where I was growing up out in Glendale. Daytime, you know, 250 I watts yeah. nighttime. I really never listened to them growing up. I listened to SNY because it was my Schenectady area and I station. I could barely that was hear SNY at my house. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I was there when I started, 73 ish. And then okay. 76, okay, things aren't working out. They're going to go all news, which I'm like, all news i want to be a rock and roll dj i want yeah. to be a top 40 disc jockey or yeah, whatever exactly okay so they switched to the nbc news and information service mm-hmm. nis 24 hours of news yep um a couple of the people a couple of my co-workers mm-hmm. left went to other stations and it's like i don't want to go anywhere so i stuck around and i learned more about news that way and i'm like man i'm glad i stuck around oh yeah yeah. I learned quite a bit on how to do news, what you have to do, making the rounds, calling all sure. the police and fire departments, what's going on. There was one Saturday night I was on. I'm like, all right, let me make the rounds. Call Schenectady <laughs> Police. Schenectady Police. Hey, this is Lou from WABY News Radio 14. We're I'm taking the, I'm doing the rounds now. What's going on? Schenectady. Well, not much tonight. Just some barking dogs. And I'm like, I wished I had put that in my newscast. <laughs> some barking dogs. I and love in Schenectady it. tonight, yeah. kind of a slow night, just some barking dogs reported. <laughs> I wished I had done that. Well, I, I did sort of the same thing. I started out as a disc jockey, and that's really what I thought I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But they let me do some news uh, uh, when the newsman went on, uh, the news director actually went on vacation yep. uh, in the summer of 70, probably by this time. So I, I came in and did a, a, you know his news for about like a week and, mm-hmm. and got some on-the-job training doing that. And I thought, you know what? Maybe there's more money on this side of the business. Yeah. And so when I went off to college, I was majoring in broadcast journalism. I really yep. wanted to be a radio newsman. And when I got out of college, I did a little bit of both at the first station. And then the next station I went to, I became the news director yep. at WGNA. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of the other people I worked with, God rest his soul. Everybody's dying. God. Yeah. <laughs> Ed O'Brien. Oh, God. He taught me a few things oh, about sure. news because he was oh, our newsman. Terrific. And on air, you know, jock once yeah. every now and then. Yeah. I remember I, I go, he goes, can you write, hey, hey, boy, can you write this? It's like, yeah, it was about a uh, fire somewhere. Yeah. So in it, I put, uh, he corrected me on this. I'm like, I'll never forget it. Didn't even think about it at the time. It's like. I said fire or fire eaters are you know for for the uh, firemen, mm. and uh, the fire eaters were putting out the blaze. And he goes, "You got to change that to smoke eaters, huh? Fire eaters are the guys that do the swords <laughs> down the throat." I go, "I never thought of that." <laughs> there you go. I'm just a dumb 15 year old kid. What do I know? Exactly. 16, whatever. Exactly. Well, at least you were being creative. You were trying to think of different <laughs> ways to call them. Yeah, you know, different names to call them. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Yep. So anyway, so it's now now you're doing news, and it's 1976 or so, mm-hmm. and yep. um, uh, where does that lead? Yeah, high school. Yeah, I was my it was my uh, senior, senior year in high school. Okay. I'm graduating. I was going to be the. Oh, I'm going to be a distant. Oh, it didn't work out that way. I'm doing news now. So um, did you ever think I don't need to stay at this station, or did you think? Oh, I always I, I, try. Well. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I think um, I know which story I know, you're, yeah, you're you referring know to. Okay. Um, so then the news service went belly up. Yeah. And Bob Badger, still the GM, he goes, come on the air tonight. You're going to play music. Wow. What do you want me to play? Anything you want. Ooh. Whoa. That's so an interesting format. I would format. do different formats every night. Really? So I took a stab at it. What do yeah. I have to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was was Music Till Midnight with Lou Porter on WABY. Used a different name. <laughs> yeah. Brother Lou Porter. This is Music Radio. W-A-B-Y. 
capital city, and I'm Lou Porter with more of the best music. Hey, it's no rumor, it's the Boomer. Tomorrow morning at 8.30, I'm way before teen. Here's Jim Croce with Lou Porter. Bobby Helms in the sound of the season with Lou Porter on a Sunday afternoon. And this is Jingle Bell Rock. Hey, and we're taking your hit line request at 459-9229. Music Radio, W-A-B-Y. It's 2.45 with Brother Lou Porter. Getting on a natural high. Here's Bloodstone. Christmas Day and Robert Goulet. Silver Bells off the hit line for Colony this afternoon. It's 2.13. I got Graham Nash. Memories from 1971 on your oldies authority. Please come to the Windy City. Orange Motors, 799 Central Avenue, Albany. Partly sunny this afternoon. Breezy and mild with highs around 50. Cloudy tonight with a chance of rain developing towards morning. Continued breezy with lows around 40. Rain likely tomorrow. Highs in the mid-40s. Chance of rain is 10% this afternoon. 30% tonight. 70% Monday. Right now, 49. WABY mostly cloudy degrees with Linda Ronstadt. So that was that. And then... Um what happened? I got to think of what else happened. Of course, you know, you're still the engineer for the uh, ethnic shows on the weekend, mm-hmm. the religious shows. Right. Um, and people always wonder where I got the name brother from. I used to run a lot of religious shows, you know, whether it was um, Catholic services, okay. um, African-American ser- uh, services, or a lot of African-American church uh, pastors would come in every week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, got along great with them. It was a lot of fun. And so... One uh, one Sunday, the one pastor, he goes, hey, it's like, would you like to MC our little gospel extravaganza at the church? It was somewhere in uh, in Albany, okay. downtown Albany in that area. Yeah. I go, okay. He says, what? I go, when? He goes, next Saturday, 7 o'clock, whatever, what time it was. I go, okay, I'll be there. So I go down to the church. I walk in. And let's just say... I don't... I'm, it's not racist by any means, but I walk in. I'm the only white guy here. Oh, boy. I'm looking around. I'm like... I look at the pastor, I go, you sure you want me? He goes, no, no, they like you, they like you. And it's like, <laughs> I walk, first of all, I walk in, I see, I've never seen this guy, Catholic, you know, you got the organ, that's about it, and the, cre- the, the choir. Yeah. And I'm looking, I go, drums, electric guitars, yeah. several micro... Yeah, oh, they they know on? how to do it right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I entered, here's the axe, introduce them, yeah. say who you are. Okay, I did. And here's the, here's your first, uh, your, your first uh, act. And they started, I'm like, and I had to leave. I couldn't stay around the whole night. Uh-huh. And oh my God, I wish I did. It was just so much fun. Yeah, and yeah. So somebody called you brother? They just... Uh, I think everybody just... I worked with did. Okay. Because, All right. Oh, he's running the he's running the shows. He's running the gospel shows. There you, you know, go. Yeah. Okay, so it's stuck. <laughs> I'll be darned. Good for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Brother Lou has been around for a while. Sometimes the last names change to protect the innocent. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Stay one step ahead of the divorce lawyers. Things like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't work. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so um, uh, again, let's let's you know proceed down the timeline. Whatever you can uh, you know, wow. remember of it here. How much tape do we have? Uh, we yeah, tape, don't do we? use tape anymore. Thank goodness. <laughs> Um, after that, uh, several format changes and everything. They mm-hmm. also did 
They did country. That's when I kind of left it for a little bit. I'm like, I'm not going to do country. <laughs> you know, you're like the third person to sit in that seat and say that. You know, I'm not playing country music. And, yeah, but how many I people said went to GNA? And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom and dad, for the most part, listened to country and Western, as it was called back yes, then. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, of course, I'm a kid. I like rock and roll. I want to hear oh, top sure, 40. Sure. But in all honesty, hearing those songs, it gave me a knowledge without even uh, a knowledge base without even knowing yeah. about it about yeah. country music. Yeah, it's funny how that works. It, now, but, it was would this be the time to tell the story of when you uh, first applied the first time to uh, WGNA? Oh, I forgot it. Yep, I, I jumped ahead to it. Okay, here. good, good, because <laughs> I, I I really want you to share this story. I, it's um, it's a good one. I'm sure you're friends with him too, Mark Kaplan. Oh, sure. He called. I, I'm, I knew him for a while. Yeah. He used to hang out with Ed O'Brien and go by, stop by Wavy. He goes, Hey, Louie, it's like we have an opening for overnights at GNA. And GNA mm-hmm. was on the air, it was like their third year or so. Okay. They were Sounds in downtown about right. Troy. Yeah. We went on in 73. So it was probably yep. 76 or yep. yeah, there somewhere. Yeah. So I'm like, Yeah. And I didn't know much about what GNA was doing. I thought, Okay. They're a country and western station. So mm-hmm. I didn't say country because then, again, country and western. Sure. Not realizing how much of a religious you know ownership it was exactly exactly <laughs> owned by a so, christian company yep 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 so i go over there got the tour of the station which i thought was really neat I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's like Mark no they're still there. in troy they're, they're up on the troy. third floor of the 17 state mm-hmm. yep, yep yep second floor right third I think third, but yeah. Anyway, I I carried a lot of AP wire copy paper (laughs) up those stairs. I'm pretty sure it was three floors. But who said radio doesn't keep you in shape, (laughs) right? So, um, go upstairs, and Mark introduces me to. I believe he was part of the ownership. Uh, John Lindstra, I think. Well, then he was the owner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was uh, the owner's family, if you will. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's he's. I gave him the tape, the the uh, resume, like we would do. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to me. He's interviewing me. And he goes, "Hey, Mark says you do some engineering stuff." And I go, "Yeah, I do some of that crap." And it wasn't okay. crap that I said. <laughs> yeah. To which he goes, he hands me a um, an application, and you don't really do applications in radio. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. We'll call you. Okay. It took me 10 years to figure out you don't say that word to a religious <laughs> broadcaster. <laughs> like, so that's it, why I didn't get hired at GNA the first time. The first time. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. Yep. You also, you, you might be reading a little into that, but I don't think I heard a swear word cross anybody's lips in, in his presence in the uh, 12 years I worked for. I heard yeah. stories where, well, one story I remember, again, it's hearsay. Somebody got fired because they slammed their. They heard them out in the parking lot, slammed their finger in a car door, and, you know. Really? You know, heard I don't an know expletive, that, really? Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it's possible. I yeah, I again, know. stories. Yeah. Radio has so many stories. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, yes, it does. So that was that. I also, earlier, I, I forgot, I applied at WOKL, another country station. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to do both, but um, the program director just, yeah, it was a pain didn't in happen. the Yeah. Yeah, call me. Keep calling him. Finally, I'm not calling you anymore. <laughs> Just tell me yes or no. Exactly. God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're into 76 or 77 in there mm-hmm. somewhere, and yep. uh, and and you're still at uh, Wavy, and then mm-hmm. the formats keep changing, and yep. where, where does this... Went to Big Band. I worked for and with Chris Martin about 10 times Gosh. through the years. So you got some real on-air experience with a whole mess of different formats. Yep. You know? Yep. I never did Big Band. I did an hour of classical music, which I couldn't pronounce half the, uh, you know, the composers. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a furball there, you know. Mach not off or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Another format. What? Wavy was religion. 
Were they they went really? gospel. I'll be darned. For uh, probably a year. Yeah. So I ended up doing part-time there at the time. Yeah. And eventually I'm like, I, I actually got to that situation where they didn't even put me on the schedule and they didn't even tell me. So I'd go to the station and this one guy comes in. I can't remember his name. But we used to call him Binky. I don't know why, big guy, but you know, I go, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I'm going to work. I go, I'm supposed to work. He goes, no, you're not. Here's the schedule. So that happened a couple of times. I'm like, I'm done. I sent him a letter of resignation. I got, wow. I got wind that at the time, which is now what? Oh, it's, it's the cat 100.9. Okay. At the time it was, was it? No, it was WWOM. Okay. Before they changed to WKLI 100.9. Right. John Knott was the program director. Sure. Our buddy, Mr. Boogie Bob O'Neill, <laughs> yeah. he says, hey, Knotthead's looking for somebody over there part-time. Give him a call. So I did. And it's like, did the whole process, the tape resume, got the interview, and they hired me. FM 101. WWOM. That's Billy Ocean for downtown Albany this morning on FM 101. WWOM. Ramping up another four in a row with Caribbean Queen. No more love on the run. Barbara Streisand, Barry Gibb with Guilty, Louie Luai from the Kingsmen, and Michael Jackson started us off. A little Motown magic on a Magic Memories weekend in Ben. Fifteen minutes after seven with Lou Roberts, 70 degrees on the out and about. Today, expect some fog this morning, then a mix of clouds and sunshine. Warm and humid with a chance of showers and high around 85. Quick check of some ball scores now in the American League yesterday. Boston took both games of a doubleheader, beating Cleveland in the first game 11-9, and in the second game 7-4. Pittsburgh beat Houston 7-1. That's sports on FM 101. Coming up next, another four in a row. We're up to our old shenanigans. Shenanigans Hair Design offers the best perms available. And now through September 30th, Shenanigans Hair Designs at 519 Union Street, Schenectady, is offering a September perm special for only $24.95. That's right, only $24.95, including haircut, conditioning, and styling. Regular $42. At Shenanigans Hair Designs, the highly professional stylist will select a perm especially suited to your hair's needs. You've never seen such healthy, shiny, bouncy perms. Call Shenanigans Hair Designs at 372-0007. That's 372-0007 for the best perm you've ever had. Once again, that's only $24.95 through September 30th. Shenanigans Hair Designs, 519 Union Street, Schenectady. At Shenanigans Hair Designs, we enjoy our work and so will you. Coming soon, our tanning and skin care center. Well, a very good morning to you and yours. 7 after 6. Hi, this is Lou Roberts with you for another Sunday morning get-together. And this is Sergio Mendez on 101. WWOM Elvis Presley on a Magic Memories Weekend. Wrapping up another four favors with Are You Lonesome Tonight? Also, Sergio Mendez with Alibis. Here I am from Air Supply. And we started off this hour with Chubby Checker doing the twist. Get you up and going on this Sunday morning. Hi, Lou Roberts with you. It's quarter after six. Still to come this hour, more of your favorites on the way. Something from Hall & Oates. Also, something from the Turtles. All on a Magic Memories weekend from WWOM FM 101 with less talk and more of your favorites. The day they hired me, they were having a little staff meeting. Hey, sitting on our staff meeting. Today, it's like Bill Selwood, the owner of the station. Just to let everybody know, we invested in another property and we got it. We just bought WABY. I'm like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. And when when they bought it, they uh, um, they changed it to what was known as Music of Your Life. Yeah. There was some big, a lot of big band stuff there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd fill in down there too once in a while. So I also did big band on Waybeam with that. So that was, uh, you know, the, the I guess quote unquote <laughs> second time you worked for Waybe when it was owned by. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the way it worked out anyway. Isn't that why? Well, that's that's one of the th- reasons why, and I learned this early on as well, you never burn any bridges because oh, God, you no. never know nope. when somebody that uh, you know you get upset at is going to wind up being your boss. And mm-hmm. it's happened to me you know, more than once, but I always kept my mouth shut and said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going negative yep. because uh, I may work with this person again. I was fortunate that I didn't have too many issues with too many people in the business. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know what? And almost everybody that's sat where you're sitting here, Lou, um, has been telling me the same thing. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. it's an ego-driven, uh, you know, um, you know, profession, if you will. I've always tried to keep my ego but, at a minimum. And, and most of the folks I've worked with have done the same thing. And I was very lucky to work with program directors and news directors that that loved what they did mm-hmm. and didn't, you know, give me any hassle about one thing or the other. And I tried to be that way when I became news director yep. or, or program director. Yep. Um, and, and and as long as you know you behaved yourself and and didn't do anything untoward that was going to hurt the station. Uh, I was fine with letting you, you know, be yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. So we've all been known to do a few practical jokes. Oh, there, of, course, <laughs> of course. Of uh, course. Oh, back to the license. I don't mean to jump back, but I That's just okay. thought about this because yeah. this is going to go with the, the next thing. So how much more tape do we have? Um, <laughs> uh, some of the people that we've worked with through the years, one thing about what we did and what we can do is we've worked with people that we used to listen to on the radio and see yeah. on TV, yeah. which is like, Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. But after a while, I was like, yeah, you're just as much of a jerk as I am. So, you know, and then you get along great with this person. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the people wasn't a jerk was uh, Boom Boom Brannigan. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, he, they let him go at PTR. Of course, everybody remembers him from the good old days at PTR. Sure. Um, so they hired him at Waby. There are like five of us in this little production room looking through the glass. That's boom boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, no, he was revered by us. Yep. You know, kids I, growing up. Yeah. I still didn't have my license. I was going to take the test. So boom boom didn't have a license either. Oh, interesting. Because of WPTR and back in the day, they always had an engineer. They did. He well, didn't it have was to take care of that. Fifty thousand watts. You mm-hmm. needed the full time engineer there. Yep. You know, all the time. Yeah. So Boomer and I, he. He says, hey, Louie, he had to borrow my book to take the test. Hey, hey, Louie, <laughs> I'll give you a ride to the post. You, uh, you took the test at the post, post office. office in Albany. Yep. And I took my test with Boom Boom Brannigan. Isn't that <laughs> wild? My Lord. That's got to be in a book somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't written that book yet. I don't know if I want to. I'm scared. <laughs> so well, that's oh, cool. Back to the other formats, going back to WWOM. That was uh-huh. um, a light rock or one well it was wonderful world of music is what it stood for supposedly oh that that was was before before you okay all right um then they went to a light rock like yeah okay uh, format too Mm -hmm. again it's like i want to be a screaming rock well sure sure but i I gotta tell you you get all kinds of experience doing all these formats Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it got to the point where i don't really want to be top 40 anymore i like this little variety of things going on and people would you know they'd bring the uh, some of the students from the school, the new school of radio and TV in right. Albany around. Right. I got any advice? I go, do formats you don't like. Yeah. Play music you don't like. Because one, you're going to learn stuff. 
Two, you would not believe how sick and tired you get of here. You, you, uh, you, you get of your favorite songs. Sure, sure. Especially so. when you're, you know, playing the same song every ninety minutes on a top forty <laughs> station. You know, you, yep. you, you burn out as, as fast. Yeah, yep. uh, I have time. I have a real tough time listening to "Sugar Sugar" by the Archies because you know <laughs> we all had that yeah, one song. Yeah, there's that song. It was it was late '69, uh, late summer '69 when it came out. And it was played like, you know, every, not even hour and a half, it was like every 70 minutes because it was number one for like nine weeks. Yep. We were playing the song and I yep. was just, I, I burned out on that so early and for so long that, you know, it's, it's not, yep. it, it's not nostalgia for me. <laughs> yep. Well, one of the ones that I, I can't, this didn't really hit top 40, but everybody played it at night back in the 70s, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Oh, sure. Yeah. We played it. Everybody played it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can't listen to this song anymore. Yeah. I've just heard it so much. And the one bar that I used to spin records at, I had to end with that song every weekend because oh, they loved it. I'm like, oh, yeah, God. I just, yeah. so. Well, one of the songs that comes to mind for me is a song that never got in. I don't think it got past number 27 on the top the 40 nationally. Well, this, this one, and maybe this is a favorite of yours. I don't know, but I have a problem with it billy joel's piano man which is his signature tune yep. was never a top 20 hit it never got into the top 20 right. and yet today it is played as a standard because it right. is his signature tune they call him the piano man and yep. the whole thing I, I never got into the song never enjoyed it i didn't think it was a hit and yet you still can't listen to an oldie station without hearing that song oldies in a classic rock station yes both of them yeah, um, you're right. yeah, or adult it, it's played in almost every format it's true they yeah. haven't made a country version yet but i'm sure they will <laughs> but i uh, that's i remember it in 70 the end of 73 into 74 yeah when it was released yeah now here's a little, little trivia tidbit okay uh, again they're on columbia records i can yeah. still picture the labels oh yeah know? sure uh, other one aerosmith okay it's like i, re I think john, uh, gabe was uh, john gabriel was at wavy when this came out too dream on aerosmith yeah, yeah. it's a single yeah. 45 record and it's like 1973 it's like yeah it tanked three years later they were playing it again i'm like what happened and it became a big hit so there it was actually first released in like 73 sure yep stuff like that like, happened wow all the that. time back then yeah <laughs> crazy so you're over at WWOM. FM 101, yeah, WWOM. What shift are you working? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, generally Saturday and Sunday mornings. Okay. You know, right. And back then, the weekend, people did six-hour shifts. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, so don't what think were I, could, I don't think I could now, but six that, hours, I want to stay yeah. on 12. But what were you doing? I mean, what were you doing Monday through Friday? I mean, I you can't working. live on part-time radio pay. I didn't know you could live on full-time radio pay. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, I was working. I had a couple different jobs. But okay. at that time, um, I signed on to, uh, with a place called Brygart. It was direct mail. I stayed there for 10 years full-time. I had a connection to that. It was owned by a relative of the company I worked for, Newkirk Products. Newkirk. Yep. Yeah, Tommy Newkirk. Yeah. Yep. Tommy Newkirk. Yep. But, man, we, you know, it was like it was those jobs you really don't like. But we all had a good time. Yeah. And if, if you want to go back and do it again? I would. Yeah. Uh, physically, I don't know, but yeah, I'd like yeah. it. But we had a good time there. Sure, sure. You know, we made the best of it. Yeah. Well, Newkirk was the second job after my full-time radio stuff was done. Uh, in fact, I was there. Um, uh, well, the whole time I was working there, I was working weekends on, on TRY and, and then the river. But in any event, um, it was the second job I got that was non-radio, my second mm -hmm. full-time job. And I was there for 12 years. And if yep. it weren't for those 12 years then and the money I made outside of radio doing yep. that, I never would have been able to retire when I did. In all honesty, I'm, I'm glad I worked outside jobs of radio. Yeah. Because it's like... 
uh, people are different than yes. radio people. I'll yeah. give you that. <laughs> it's true. And it's like all stages of life, all characters, all forms of life. And it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it can be enjoyable. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I did that full time for 10 years. Wow. Um, I don't think I can physically do it now because <laughs> no, it was no. like a lot of work. A lot of physical hauling, work. Sure. you know, 60-pound mail sacks around yeah, and yeah. sorting mail as fast as you can can go. Yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So weekends on OM, so that yep. lasted a while? That was about three years. Cool. Three years. All right. Um, also, in addition to those two jobs, I was, you know, spending records at this place or at that place, a uh, place I was at for about four years uh, spending records every other weekend was uh, Papa's Tavern in Albany. Okay. So Saturday nights, every other Saturday night and Friday night, I'd be doing three to two to three jobs with that. And if I had a wedding, DJing that, oh my God, yeah. I don't know how I was alive after that. <laughs> there were so many times I'd go from the gig on Saturday night and then um, end up Go to breakfast, then go on uh, WWOM on Sunday morning at Whoa. 6 a.m. Wow. Okay. Uh, do, an hour, do an hour on the air. Yeah. And um, thank God after that, we ran syndicated programming because programming, I'm tired. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's something that we really haven't talked a lot about here at, at the Radio Split Ranch in the first few interviews I've done um, is the fact that most of us needed some sort of outside uh, job even if we were full time in radio, you needed to do something in addition, yep. either either commercials for you know for you know commercial voiceover entities, stuff. voiceover stuff, mm, yep. um, and and uh, you and and people like Boom Boom Brannigan and others did record hops and uh, you know weddings and bar mitzvahs and and all that. I, stuff. I did a record hop with Boom Boom. <laughs> did you? You know, really? I was fourteen year old, fifteen year old, whatever I was. Yeah. Hey, Louie, come on, you want to do a hop? Yeah, I'm gonna do a hop with Boom Boom. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> And I expected all this elaborate stuff. Nope. He had this little record player, the same kind that I had, a little GE, yeah. that he had wired into a speaker, which made it a little bit louder, a little louder and yeah. a microphone. That's it. I watched him change the record and talk while he's changing the record. I'm like, this is too weird. Yeah. It's like deja vu and it's boom, boom, Brannigan. <laughs> oh my God. Man was great. He was great. <laughs> there you go. Terrific. Um the other thing, back to I hate to keep bouncing. Oh, back that's all right. No, no. What, what, you know, it's it's all top of mind stuff. Yep. You know, whatever pops up. Yep. And and you're just happy that some of those memories keep popping Th up. This goes back to <laughs> back to Wavy. It's like I always heard the jocks at the other stations doing record ops. Gabe did them at yeah. TRY. It's so and so's doing them at PTR. Sure. And I go, how can I get in on that? Because they're making they make good money doing that. Yeah. So Ed O'Brien of all, he was also in high school. Okay. He says, hey. Why don't you come with me? It's like, let's do a record hop. I'm doing a record hop this Friday at Cardinal McCluskey. I was like, okay, I'll bring my records because I had a pretty good record collection. So when we went over there, I that was the first time I actually stood in front of a group of people. Mm. Uh, talk about a frightening experience. Yeah, yeah. Again, we had one record player through oh, the okay. school system in the yeah. gym. Yeah. There are all these people going and Ed gets on the mic and I'm just like, oh my God. My hands are shaking oh, so much. Yeah, sure. And he's going, the record ends. He goes, hey, welcome everybody, you know, in this spiel. And he turns around, looks at me. I couldn't put the tone arm on the record. My hands <laughs> yeah, were shaking. shaking. And he looks at me, he goes, come on, start the record. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> Finally, I did it. He goes, you want to talk? I go, nope. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm yeah. like, I got relaxed. Yeah. I go, 
yeah, let me give it a shot. Yeah. That was it. I'm sure people are saying, you should have never given him that shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I absolutely understand where you're coming from because and besides doing remote broadcasts, which is different, you're still mm-hmm. on the radio and you yep. know what you're doing, you know what you have yep. to do. Uh, besides doing that and, of course, uh, you know, perhaps introducing, you know, some acts on stage. Yep. I was never a fan of being a disc jockey in front of people. Yeah. So I think I did one New Year's Eve party once at a firehouse up in Burn Hills where I'd gone How to school. How much did you drink? And uh, <laughs> boy, I, I wish I had, but I lived in, in uh, Rensselaer County at the time. So, yeah. you know, and it was an icy night. It oh, was just, it, the whole experience yeah. was awful. And, and the thing that sticks in my head, and I can't remember now what song it was, but some big single was really hot at the time and I didn't have it with me. I had borrowed somebody's it, record collection and I had my mm-hmm. own records. Yep. And for some reason, this was so new within the last week or two of coming out yep. and it was just all over the radio but I didn't have it to play that night and if yep. I had one request for it I had 10 of course you know from the people I had maybe 70 people in the room you now, know another thing you got to talk about with this there was no there were no computers there was nothing online oh, yeah. no youtube no. so yeah. you had to buy the record uh, exactly. or get it recorded somehow yeah exactly yeah yeah not like it is today. It has changed a lot today. Yep. I mean, you can do this now with a, uh, a laptop and, uh, and a microphone yep. and, and amp, and, and you're all set. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much that's it. It's crazy. Yeah. That's it. And and you're still doing some. You yep. Get, get the plug in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Plug. <laughs> Brother Lou Roberts, DJ Music Service, available for all your musical needs. 518-416-7549. Call all now. Right. Great rates and, and some dates available. How's that? I like it. I like it. Wow, I can you, still do this. You should be in radio. Uh, <laughs> I have a face for radio. That's it, too. Um, so, okay. So, you're. are we still at OM? Okay. Three um, years um, um, or so? Three yeah, years. Yep, and that, yep. So, now we're getting to the late 70s into the early 80s. Is that yeah, where actually, we are? Actually, 70. When did I go to OM? 82. I went there in 82. And oh, I okay. Left in 85. All right. So we, we, we moved on. Uh, good, good. Yeah. And I kept getting a call from like Gabe and Bob O'Neill over at TRY. TRY yeah. Hey, come on over and join us. No, no. I like it here. And, you know, I don't want to leave John not. And, yeah, and yeah. he treats me really well. So finally, I'm like, I got to do because the shifts were different. Mm-hmm. They, they were offering me a later shift in the day. Finally, I got to the point. I want. I, I can't keep doing this. Okay. It's like, okay, you got the opening? Yeah, come on over. So I did and gave my notice, and uh, that was it. I went to TRY. Well, AM 98. There was no FM. Oh, yeah, yeah, 980 AM, the great 98. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So went over there. And, and they were, uh, at that point, playing. Uh, now, were they doing oldies yet, or were they still trying to do some top 40 when it was, you got uh, there? We played, what do we have, 12 current songs okay and mostly oldies mostly oldies okay yeah gabe was the program director he okay. hired me over I, I knew gabe i met gabe when he worked at Wavy. okay years before that sure and we always stayed in touch yeah and we still talk to each other yeah as so much, you know that's that. great yeah, yeah yeah um so him and o'neill were trying to get me over there finally sure. i go all right what shift is available sun <laughs> right now well saturday and sunday noon to six call me yeah you know, it's like take me yeah i'll be yeah, right yeah. over yeah it's like yeah it's like I hand gave my tape and resume. I guess I don't need this stuff. I know what you do. <laughs> so there I am, Saturday and Sunday, six or noon to six. Cool. Um, and that was it. Yeah. So stayed there until they, and even during that period, Uncle Fred Horton came in. Yeah, yeah. And God the, rest this, this is where my I'm going to come into the story here mm-hmm. shortly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, go ahead. So, so uh, actually before Fred, Gabe comes in, we had a meeting and Rick Mitchell was part of the, he was doing mornings right a couple other people i can't remember i think it was vic marino anyway yeah vic was there so um we're gonna go we're changing the format we're gonna go all oldies and i'm yeah. thinking hmm okay i was kind of like 
oh, it's going to be a little weird. And they had reasons they did that, and they stayed oldies ever since, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But um, we did that, and Uncle Fred comes in. Yeah, Uncle Fred revamped it, and I got so mad because he wouldn't let me do too much. I was doing character voices and that, uh-huh. doing all kinds of weird stuff but yeah. it was you know creativity yeah i would do it right on the air i planned it ahead of time sure and then it's like you're gonna read these cards that's all you're gonna do you can do this and, that. Um, and i'm like oh come on yeah the next thing he knows hey why don't you do this what you did this before right yeah and what he was doing he wanted to solidify the oldies format and establish what the heck we were doing and i didn't get it until you know i realized Oh, because then he let me back go back to doing yeah. a lot of the stuff I was doing before. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of the story, and I may have told this. Uh, you know, it, it's, now that you're you're my, my eighth victim uh, uh, interview. Yeah, we're uh, Yeah, and <laughs> um, and so some of these stories I may have mentioned before, but when we first signed on WGNA. People weren't finding us easily because we were at the top of the FM dial. There was nothing up at that end of the and, dial. And in all honesty, back then, FM wasn't as big. And, and that's People true, were still too. listening to AM, if you can believe that. And that's true, too. In fact, AM lasted in this market a lot longer in the top 10 stations than almost any market in the country. And when I was at TRY, come to think of it, we were beating a lot of the, uh, a lot of the stations, too. Y- yes, a lot of the FM AM stations. AM only. But I wondered why we weren't advertising for the first few months we were on the air. I'm thinking, you know, we were in the newspaper when we signed on, and now we need to, you know, start advertising in the papers and, and elsewhere. And it didn't happen for a year or two, and the whole reason was hmm. the management said we need to establish ourselves first. We need to be – so when folks oh. do tune in, we've got it. We've got it down pat, and we sound right, and, and we're what we're, we're, you know, where we want to be. Yeah. And so it made sense, you know, and then yep. money was spent later on and, and you know station did become you know popular yep and and they're going to be back in your story here in a little while so yep. so you're with uncle fred uh, yep. horton at uh, tri he comes in from out of market if i'm not mistaken was he at, uh, was he out uh, i don't West- know if he was in syracuse uh, or hartford yeah uh, well he, okay. yeah he was out of market okay yep yep comes in and revamps uh, the way the jocks are sounding but then again mm-hmm. lets them be themselves after a while yep yeah yeah good, good again i learned a lot from him too oh absolutely a lot from him sure and what the bad part of the these kind of things that we do right now i know i forgot people that yeah, did yeah. help me and yeah. it's like or you know influenced me yeah. and showed me stuff to do and sure. what how to do things yeah so then uh, this is where i'm going to segue into the story because it's uh, your uh, your responsibility for the last 30 or so years of my radio career. I'm so sorry. I had I, <laughs> I had been let go from a, a GNA in 86. Mm-hmm. And after about 18 months, maybe a little bit more, I'm really missing the radio. And mm-hmm. I, But I don't want to go yeah. back into it full time. And neither does my wife want me to go back into it full time. <laughs> Can't imagine why. I'm, I'm making a lot more money doing marketing for <laughs> professional services and all sorts of, and a whole new career. But, but I said to her one day, I said, if I can find, a Saturday morning gig somewhere just for you know just for four or five hours on a Saturday morning then we can start our weekend and we still have our weekend pretty much together um, yeah what do you think because uh, again I wanted her happy you know happy wife happy life the mm-hmm. whole thing yep. and so she said yeah that's when I decided I'm going to call Brother Lou Roberts. <laughs> I don't think we had ever actually met. I don't think we did either. But I had been listening to you for years on well, TRY. With that thought, I'm not trying to interrupt here. No. Um, this happened the other day. I met some other people at other area radio stations, and it was like, 
oh, you're Brother Lou. And of course, I know, oh, you're so-and-so. I, I've been listening to you along. And then same yeah. with me. It's like, it's the business where we all know each other, but don't know each other. Exactly. Which a lot of uh, Hollywood talks like that. You know, people yeah. think that just because you're, uh, you know, all in the movies that you all know each other. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times you don't until you work together. Yep. So I just called you up one uh, weekday, probably on my lunch hour for my full-time gig. And mm-hmm. I, I just said, uh, do you think there might be a spot for me there on, you know, like Saturday mornings yep. or whatever? Yep. And you said, you said, well, I'll put you in touch with, uh, you know, Fred Horton and, um, you know, I'll vouch for you. Because, yep. again, you were very nice to say, oh, I remember you on GNA. Sure. You know, that whole yep. thing. And I remember Fred asking me because I told I think I told him about you. And then he he comes in to ask me about you. Mm-hmm. And I go, Fred, I said, I remember him on GNA. He was very smooth, real, real well, easygoing thank style. Thank you. And he goes, he'd be good. I go, yeah, I think he'd be good. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, yeah, that that pretty much, pretty me. much, yeah. And he did ask for an air check, and that's smart because yeah. he's the program director. Yeah. And, and he then, didn't know what you sounded yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And within days, uh, I was I was working there Saturday mornings. That lasted for four years. Yeah. Yep. It was fun. We had a great time together, and we would bump into each other, I think, eventually. Actually, I was, because... Uh, some things happened. I was doing after, well, doing nights. Then mm-hmm. Fred and Uncle Fred and Richie Phillips left to go to GNA, GNA. which was like, they went to GNA. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Gabe calls me up. You're doing afternoon drive. What do you mean I'm doing afternoon? It's like yeah. Fred and Richie went to GNA. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was off nights. I was doing seven to midnight. Yeah. Went on afternoons. And um, then next thing, a few things happened. Of course, we didn't have a program director. Next thing I know, uh, my buddy Walt Adams comes in. Who yeah. was at GNA? Yes. He was programming it for a while. Yeah. He comes into TRY. He's the program director. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then somebody else came in, and then it's like uh, they wouldn't. We had Jerry Tyler and I yeah. were alternating like Saturdays. They didn't uh, want that, which I get. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, God, we got a system here. We this is great. You know, we each have every other Saturday off with radio. That's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. What we did was, it's like, they kept calling, my buddy Bill Early kept calling me, because Fred kept telling try to get Louie over here. Let's get Brother Lou over on GNA. Wow. So I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like country I'm music. Like no, country. I hate country yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to. So finally, the, the switch took, it was too much. People are coming from there. So I'm like, Bill was already over at GNA. He was mm-hmm. there before all of us. Yeah. Like, screw it. Okay. How many, I, so finally I had enough of what was going on. Call him <laughs> up. I call Bill Early. I go, it's like that opening still there. Yep, and goes and he told me this. He goes, you know what? I think we got Louis. So I called Fred. He goes, yeah, yeah. I want you over here. Come on over. Cool. So I let Bill cool. know. I call him when he was on the air. I go, hey. He goes, what? How many country hits in a row do you want me to play? Because I would listen to see what they were doing, which we all do. Yeah, the yeah. station you're going to go to, you want to listen to. He goes, oh, you're coming over. Hi, yeah. So that was that. Yeah. And I'm like. I swear I'd never play country music because I yeah. grew up with it and I, you know. Well, and part of this story goes back to the one that I mentioned a little while ago about not burning bridges because yep. when I left GNA, uh, Walt was named program director, took my spot, mm-hmm. didn't get any more money, and was still on the air. I was an off-air PD at the time. When Did you I get was more McDonald's Lincoln, certificates so, for yeah, free Probably, yeah. <laughs> so here I'm, uh, Walt is working for me when I leave GNA, and two years later I'm working for him as he comes over to program yep. TRY. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny you mention that because I worked for Walt for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, then later in the career after I left GNA, I went to – Empire Broadcasting, 101.3 The Jockey, Walt mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. And I became the program director up there when Nero Patel left. And Walt, before that, Walt stepped down from morning, so I went to the morning show. Walt's still doing weekends, the the jazz show. So yeah. I'm his boss. Yeah. 
And okay, it's been a while, so I moved on to <laughs> iHeart. And then things happened there, and I get a call from Walt Adams, who was back up at the, the company that owns the stations from Empire. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, Brother Lou, it's like, what's going on? We have an opening up here. I go, wait a minute, <laughs> let me get this straight. See, you were my PD, you were my boss at TRY. Then I was your boss at the Jockey, and now you're going to be my boss again. Yeah, that's about right. That's <laughs> <laughs> radio. That's <laughs> radio for certain. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's not t- jump ahead too far because you had a quite a storied career at, at, at GNA. Yeah. You were there for quite a while. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe 26 some odd years. Is that, like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yep. And, uh, you know, qu- obviously quite the following and uh, did some, some great uh, programming at the time. Uh, what, what was the uh, name of the, the show that you would do uh, oh, in when the it, uh, evenings? Uh, Crying, Loving, or Leaving. That's it, yeah. yeah. It was uh, me and another guy that you know pretty well, Dick Stark. Yes, yeah. He's the name Dick Stark. Of course, we all had nicknames. Yes. They yeah. said, keep the brother Lou. Yeah. And, you know, everybody at GNA had nicknames. It was a great catch. Fly 92 was doing it, too. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. So, uh, I'm on nights, and all of a sudden, we're going to start this request and dedication request and dedication show. Right. Okay. So the shifts. I love this nights. It was evenings. Your shift was six to ten p.m. Wow. To four hour shifts. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is great. But yeah. that obviously obviously changed after a while. Yeah. But okay. and so Dick had been midnight to six, and when I I hired yeah. him there just before I let okay. was let go. All right. And so, but all of a sudden now he's ten to ten to two. Ten to two. Ten and p.m. Good old, to two God bless this guy's soul. Country Chet, good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Chet was a good guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He Chet did mornings his, for me at GNA for a long time. Of course, yeah. I I think when you were there. Uh, did he live in the house behind Oh, GNA? absolutely, yeah. yeah. The, the GNA was in a mansion yeah. at this oh, time. In man, East I'll never work at a station as nice as that ever no. again. It was nope. The setting was just gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, my my ex-wife, who was the receptionist there, I got her the job there. She, um, one of the few times that we talked since we split up years ago, she tells, oh, I found this picture. It was a framed picture of the mansion. Do yeah. you want this? I'm going to throw it out. Oh, yes, gosh, I want yes. it. Yeah. It's hanging in my studio. Yeah, nice. In my house. Nice, yeah. So, um, anyway, good old Chet Good. He did the over, well, 2 to 6 a.m. 2 to 6 a.m., yeah. You go there in the day, because you go there for meetings or whatever, and there's Chet on the riding lawnmower, taking care <laughs> yeah. of the grounds, and man, he did a good job He did that. a great job. And it's like, I go, how do you do this stable night? He goes, didn't you see my little bag out there? <laughs> okay, Chet. <laughs> he goes, I was thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was a terrific guy. His whole family was. His yeah, whole family yep, was. Carolyn. Yeah, yep, yep. Just a, a, a great group of folks <laughs> and, uh, you know, a Texas boy that made good in upstate New York of yep. all places. Yeah, yeah. A I bunch of ha- us got together on uh, the night that he, is, he retired. Ah, nice. We went there. Nice. We even popped champagne on the air. Oh, that's nice. So we're like 10 of us that's in the nice. studio. It's like, we got to do this. Well, my favorite Chet Good story i actually got a couple first of all um i was big as program director big into the card reading as well there were always flip cards to read things you needed to do and so you know i had different colored cards you know the 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 pink cards uh, you know three by five cards were you know this time of the hour and there was you know blue and also wow you're a pain in the butt i really was yeah uh too anal to be very honest with you uh but at one point i say to chet you know that's not you're not supposed to be reading that stack here you're supposed to be reading from this stack here he goes i'm colorblind oh my god 
I had no idea. I said, so you can't tell the difference between this pale pink and this pale blue? He says, well, sometimes, but sometimes I get confused. So that's one of my favorite stories. Oh, my God. Guy, I, and he I, never I, said anything to me until I, wonder, I asked. I wonder know. if he was colorblind. Yeah, well, just did, that's I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> that's possible, too. Now, and then the other story. Uh, when we first um, started uh, on GNA, or at least when I was there, um, uh, programming from the late 70s, you know, through the mid 80s, um, we would give a different, uh, whenever we did the weather, we would salute a different uh, part of our listening area, okay, mm -hmm. different towns in our listening area, which Local. at the top of the FM dial at that time was quite wide. I mean, we were reaching into almost out to Utica and almost down to Poughkeepsie. GNA signal is unbelievable. Uh, it absolutely big is. 50,000 yeah. watt signal. I yeah. never realized yeah. how big. With the, the tallest tower in the Helderbergs One area. of the tallest, yeah. 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 And so um, one day I hear him starting the uh, weather forecast and he goes, hi, New Platts. And he, and he does the weather. <laughs> so I, I walk in. Now, he's been with me at this point probably for five years, okay? And I walk in and I say, what did you just, who did you just salute? He says, New Platts. I said, look at that. Oh, new pulse. I've been saying it wrong for five years. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Was he mowing the lawn that day? <laughs> yeah, that may possible. have had something to do with it, too. My uh, chat good stories, uh, when I I worked Sunday nights at GNA. Yeah. It was six-day work weeks. Yeah. Six to midnight. I think it was four hours on the air. And, of course, you run the public affairs shows from 10 to midnight. Yeah. And, of course, by then, there were a couple of times that, let's just say, I dozed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. And uh, Chet would be coming in about 10 minutes to midnight. All of a sudden, I'm half asleep. Had the door of the studio open. I hear, yeah! <laughs> Chet's downstairs calling. And I'm like, oh, good, he's here. He's here. <laughs> and how many times he'd go, ah, I forgot my glasses. Can you hang around for it? Yes, Chet. Uh, yeah, but he and I remember, up, they were tape cartridges. They looked like eight tracks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. everything, all the music, everything was on these carts. It's like, oh, there it is. Cart 26 puts it in the machine. It was lionized by the eagle. Six and a half minutes. I'll be right back. I had to go back to his house to get his classes. Good old Chet. Yeah, no, he, he was great. Great stuff. Great stories. Um, and, and he was a carpenter to boot. So, I mean, he well, would, he he would build things. Yeah, he would build things for us when we needed to and, and that wow. sort of stuff. Yeah, so he was, he was a good guy. Man. All right. So GNA for how? Only 20, 26 only years. 26 years. My And, Lord. of course, then I'm doing the nightclubs, uh, you know, like play fields, the country nights there. Gary Briggs got that started. Yeah. And it's like almost every week was uh, we were there. Yeah. And, and all this time, pardon me, excusing, but you'll you'll be glad I did, the station is number one. This, you know, we which, were kicking ass. Yeah, I mean, there, there were, uh, you know, there were people when I first started working there that said, "What are you doing there? That'll never be a big station." Now, it helped that we had the signal that we did, but it also helped that some professionals went through there, like Fred Horton and and others that you know turned it into. We were a even going huge success. This is upstate New York. This is Albany, New York. Why yeah. is country doing so big here? Yeah, well, okay, yeah. we'll take it. It was number one uh, for a long, long time. What I found at night. The difficulty I had, I was there, just looking at the ratings, I don't want to get too much into that, but we were battling. There were three that would always flip between one, two, and three. Always. Mm -hmm. It was me at GNA. Uh, at the time, was it, I think it was B95. Okay. WYJB and WGY. Okay. It was a 
pardon my my French, but it was a bitch to yeah. get up to number one. It would yeah. the three of us flip flopping. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, can't really do anything about Always this. Tough, yeah, they're all and three fifty thousand watt stations. Exactly. But man, what a battle! Yeah, and part of that, of course, you have to remember is that the ratings was even as scientific as it was. Sometimes all you needed was one really good ratings diary mm-hmm. to be completely your station, yep. and uh, and it changed. It could change everything. Or that one book could go to, as we called them in the books. The it would go to the like place where you're not popular. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. possible too. Yeah, you know, generally yeah. in the cities, the urban settings, in that. Um, not, not as big GNA as didn't do as well, but exactly. you know, you get out to but the T- outskirts. TSA oh, yeah. total service area. You guys, you know, raked it in. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You guys, you too. You were there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was there. Yeah, yeah, and I did get stationed into the top five. I was very happy to to say, yep. and you know, and and it had only been on the air for you know eleven or twelve years, and that was pretty good <laughs> yeah. for country music. Yeah, you know, but uh, the the big success for the station was was after uh, you know I got out of the business, which was a smart move on many people's parts. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, oh, that's right. Before you went to TR one, before I went part time. Okay. Yes, exactly. I was yeah, going to yeah. say when when Fred went over there and was trying to establish that format the country yeah. format yeah um, see no more country and western yeah well, country right. format contemporary yep. country yep um i mean we had liberty especially when i was doing the saturday night request show i had liberty we had records in the studio we had stuff on cart in fact he added sweet home alabama on cart mm. play it if you want okay i'm playing the doobie brothers in gna yeah yeah but we eventually got away from that and i remember it was so contemporary um not like it is now where it's you know the top 40 country songs because we played older stuff too uh, somebody goes hey can i hear divorce by tammy Wynette?" sure okay 1077 wgna here's a classic for bill in albany it's d-i-v-o-r-c-e tammy Wynette. i'm listening to it and i'm like boy this just doesn't fit so yeah. i just backed yeah. away from the, the yeah. older stuff oh yeah it just and, and it, it right. happened nationwide. All of a sudden, yep. these these artists that built country music radio were no yep. longer being heard. Yeah, D- Brooks and Dunn. Little story about them. Okay, it's like um, their first song. I'm pre-selling. You know, going into a commercial set, you say a couple of songs or artists coming up. So I go, hey, coming up, we've got uh, I don't know Alabama and Eddie Rabbit and a new duo. Garth Brooks and Holly Dunn together. Oh, jeez. So it's like, I hadn't heard the song. I knew nothing about it. Again, no uh, internet. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, put it in. I'm like, that doesn't sound like Garth Brooks. That's yeah. definitely not definitely not Holly Dunn. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, we didn't know that it was Janie Fricky for a long time what, after Janie Frick? Frick. Yeah. And, and I don't know. We probably, I'd imagine finally a record person must have stopped by or called us up and said, by the way, it's Fricky. You know, because, again, we, there was nobody else in the market playing, you know, what we were playing when, yeah. when that, that particular artist started with us. So, yep. you know, it, it, it happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Okay, so no. after, oh, wait, go ahead. I, there was one, I, I knew I was bringing up the Playfield story. Okay, yes. An old friend of mine stopped by and she says i got a bone to pick with you what she goes i lost money on you i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> she goes the the one bar that we used to work at and hang out at the shoestring in in albany they i told them i was going to gna come to find out they had a bet because they knew i didn't like country at the time it's like they had a bet i wouldn't last yeah. there Whoa. and she goes you made me lose money. I go, why didn't you get me in on that bet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. There are but, people betting on me. But did you really think you'd stay there as long as you did? No. 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 I mean, none of us do well, in radio. I was going to say any radio station. Yeah, yeah. Any radio station. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is either the format is going to you know, run its course or mm-hmm. the program director is going to run he or she, her, her, his or her course mm-hmm. or uh, the ownership's going to change. And so, you know, the format will or change. In this day and age, it's like one of the reasons that it helped me get out of radio. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just the nature of the beast. And it's not just radio. It's anywhere. True. Um, True. It was like Change. consolidation of departments. Yeah. Yeah. All you know, across stuff. the country, not just local. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. that's, I think you went through that also. Yeah. So we still got a ways to go because you left GNA and had yep. another good career with uh, the folks at, at Empire Broadcasting, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a few years I was there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and when, when I went up there, it was like, it felt like more of the radio that we knew yes you know yeah. or it was fun and you could do a little bit of this a little bit of the, a little bit of that exactly yeah um, and then that was about you know like i said two and a half years almost three wow okay. it was that yeah. long yeah so uh of course we did all the state we worked at all their stations which mm-hmm. were um 101.3 the jockey, the jockey yeah. um 1240 a.m oh isn't that which wild? they took the the call letters wptr yeah i yeah. worked at wptr <laughs> i programmed wptr on uh, the frequency that was the first station i worked at exactly 1240. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um i'm trying to think what the other one um 106.1 which was what the, a small transmitter called translator mm-hmm. i forgot which one we it changed so much through the years <laughs> and the other one <sighs> am 900 which you knew very well but Guess what the call letters were? W A B Y. I'm like, I'm gonna die in this place. My God. Oh gosh. So stayed there a few years, and they had some issues, and well, it's like they closed the doors. Yeah. All right. So I got a couple of calls, and a couple of people alerted me to a production opening over at iHeart yeah. Radio and all and Latham, Albany. Yeah, Albany. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What the heck? So gave John Cooper a call and. Ended up going over we there. We got to work together again. Yep. It was terrific. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And what I was thrilled about, uh, when you were first hired, it was to do production, to do commercials mm-hmm. and such. Yep. And yep. then eventually, uh, and not too long into your stay there, yep. uh, they realized that you could sub on uh, more than one station. Well, you subbed on TRY. TRY 99.5, The River. The River, yeah. Um, when I was hired in the interview, John Cooper says, you know, you, you can... We'll, you can make some extra money doing some voice tracking, but right now your production, I go, nope, that's fine with me. Yeah. And yeah. so I figured I'd do that. Yeah. And, you know, um, Randy had an issue, Randy McCartan, yeah. um, had an issue. He was the program director of TRY in the river at the time. Mm-hmm. He, and he's the one guy that was supposed to do the shift. He goes, I, it's like, okay, I, I voice tracked that shift, but I can't do it next week. Mm. So, okay. So I'm just passing Randy in the hall. I'm hearing this. I go, <laughs> Randy, if you need somebody to fill in, I go, I, I can do it. He goes, I never thought of that. Mm. Next thing, hey, you want to fill in on the river this week? I didn't fill in on the smaller station TR1. I hate to say that, but it was it was lower power. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm going to fill in on a fifty thousand watt station. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then of course TRY. Yeah, yeah. So we, we don't talk, haven't talked enough uh, about this, and it's only because we're old and we've been around here forever. But Randy McCartan, where I already forgot. Yeah, Randy, where am I? Randy yeah. McCartan came into this market in the uh, uh, mid to late '90s and uh, and took over programming of of the River, and I was there part time. 
And, um, and I found him to be a, a tough taskmaster. Uh, again, I was only part-time, but I was included, which was nice. The management always, this is back when Dame Media owned the, the station. Okay. Um, uh, they were always good about inviting the part-timers to their uh, you know, meetings. And there were meetings, maybe not weekly, but every, at least monthly, we had full disc jockey meetings wow. for all the three stations that they owned and, and ran at the time before they sold out to Clear Channel. And, um, and so Randy uh, was the first person that introduced me to voice tracking he said that uh, tom robinson who was working at uh, the river at the time was going to voice track his seven o'clock uh, for seven to eight hours so that we could all meet and he could be there mm. you know usually you know in the good old days there was always somebody back at the station that yep. missed the christmas party that missed oh, the, yeah. you know the, you know this that and the other thing the disc jockey meeting whatever because you know we had to be live on the air and I said, well, that's... I a few of those that I missed, too. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I looked Randy in the eye. I said, you really think this voice tracking thing is going to catch on? <laughs> you know? Oh, I boy. said, I said, I mean, there are certain things we do live that you really can't duplicate voice tracking-wise. And boy, was I wrong. Because mm-hmm. within a couple of years, that's all I was doing. Yep. You know? And yeah. the thing about voice track again, it's another kind of a talent you develop and you work around it you've got to be able to be flexible in that business and you've what i always did and i think most of us tried to do is to sound as live as possible yep i would very rarely redo a break if i had just a, a little flub up of, of oh, one word here. or two you know you same leave here. it in because if you're live to if sound you're on there live you can't redo it exactly and so that's what i always did when i was when i was working uh, you know voice tracking yep yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, I got to tell you this: when I was voice tracking, it's like okay, break, 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 and I'm like, you know, the break is the talk time. It's like do your show prep, get in, do it, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, half an hour, I'm done with a four hour, five hour shift. I'm like, I'm exhausted. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and then I got to fill in on the River Morning Show live. First time I did live radio in a while, and I'm like, do what I had to do. A couple of breaks, I go sitting there looking up show prep. Why am I not tired? Yeah. And I mean, mind you, it's yeah. six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, I, um, and I'm like, oh, I got time it's, to sit back during the, the song. It's the pacing. It's the pacing. Absolutely. Now, did you do, you did more. Yeah, you did weekend mornings. Mm-hmm. Did you do mornings full time in radio? Uh, at GNA for a while. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that happened to me when I went up to, well, I filled in the mornings in GNA a lot. When I was at the jockey doing mornings and one oh what I forgot what it was, 106.1, the X, whatever we, that AAA format. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did mornings, of course, you're getting up three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I still wake up three thirty, four o'clock <laughs> oh, in the geez. morning. Yeah. And uh, Richie yeah. Phillips said the same. I said, yeah. anybody that worked mornings, Gabe said he still does too. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. un- unbelievable. Yeah. And of course I did more weekend mornings, uh, you know, Saturday mornings on yep. TRY for those four years. That's and right. then yep. segued into eventually, um, uh, went over to, uh, oldies 99, uh, oh, point five about that. before that became river. the river okay and then it became the river and i did almost seven or eight years doing saturday mornings on the river so mm. mor- mornings oh, I, man, I had no right. problem with mornings yeah but back to your uh, voice tracking thing i will say this i was never a big guy on show prep prior to getting to the studio you when know, i, I really was live wasn't either when i, I really was live mm-hmm. but when we had a, all of a sudden do voice tracking where we're going to do um you know i, I could do my six hours on the try toward the end i was doing noon to six on a sunday mm-hmm. i could do those oh, six hours shift. yeah i could do those hours uh, or the, those six hours in about 45 minutes in the studio yep but I didn't want every break to sound the same. So in order to not have that happen, I prepared for almost every break. 
I had I had had something ready to go so to. that it didn't sound repetitive and mm-hmm. it sounded interesting to listen to. Yep. So I will credit voice tracking with making me be better with my show prep. Sure. Yeah. Sure. One of the other things, of course, everybody that knows, oh, you worked in radio. Is it like WKRP in Cincinnati? Well, it can be, and we've worked with all the characters, <laughs> yes, believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good old Dr. Johnny Fever. I did this a few times, and people died when I did it. It's like, let's just say, I did it at GNA a few times, and I think I did it at the Jockey. I go, oh, let's, uh, 107.7 WGNA, Today's Country. That's one song, here's another, and I just start it. Johnny Fever did that. And they look at me like, and they burst out laughing. That's great. I go, I stole it from WKRP. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I stole a couple of things over the years. Back in the mid 70s. And now the turkeys don't fly. <laughs> no, I hear that no. one more time. Back in the mid 70s, there was a, um, a monthly magazine called American Air Checks Magazine, and they came on cassette. Oh, and send and you checks. could hear yeah you yep. could hear air checks from all over the country in different markets. They mm-hmm. would feature a different market each each issue. It only lasted a year or two, and uh, and then it went under. And it was expensive to I was buy. Say, that's it, it was money. not cheap, mm-hmm. you know. But I found the money to do it because uh, I really wanted to hear these guys. I stole such great lines. We all there, did. there's one uh, from KFM BFM out in San Diego, <laughs> and the guy starts talking and he goes and. Which damn button do I push next? Yep. You know, no, I didn't use damn on the air usually, but but mm-hmm. you know he did, and and yep. you know then, then then he hits the button, and then yeah. the the my favorite of all time was uh, after you know making a mistake, sometimes two mistakes within a few seconds of each other, I'd stop and I'd say. Is it too late to call in sick? Yeah. And I yep. borrowed that from somebody, too. I remember yeah. hearing you do that. Because <laughs> um, I made mistakes all the time. Here's another little tidbit of the business in general, especially when we were live. There was one day when I was on the Earth CRY. I was stumbling. Oh, it was live. No, there was no voice tracking. I'm stumbling over everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God. You know, if you get, you're on the air one or two days a week, it's like, it's heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so... I go out, meet some friends afterwards, and I'm like, I'm kind of bummed out. They go, hey, I heard you today. You sounded pretty good. I'm like, are you deaf? <laughs> I go, are you kidding? It was the no, worst no. show I ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. And the other yeah. thing, I still run into this this guy. He's still a good friend of mine. Um, he, I'll use a line on the air. Back in the day when you could ad-lib a little bit like that and mm-hmm. have some fun. Mm-hmm. So I remember it was Clint Black, Burn One Down. And he comes up to me, he goes, hey, I like that arsonist love song. I go, what are you talking about? Burn one down, Clint Black, that's the arsonist love song. I'm like, how do you, to this day, he reminds me of it. I go, how do you remember this stuff? I'm like, I did it, and I don't remember it. Sometimes somebody says something on the radio that just, you know, it just sticks with you, you know? Also, back then, you probably air-checked some of the other stations, and even local, PTR, TRY, one, to this day. uh, Bob O'Neill talks about it, too. It's like when... uh, PTR was doing PT-154, and it was over the introduction of Honky Cat by Elton John. Okay. PT-154, you can hear Boogie, blah, blah, blah. And we both go, every time we hear that, we just think of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that oh, yeah, it sticks with you. Absolutely. Yeah. That break. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, your uh, illustrious career in radio kind of came to the same end that mine did. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind oh, of yeah. A, a forced uh, uh, retirement, if yep. you will. <laughs> yep, which I, I now work out of radio at a place called Glen Eddy. It's a retirement uh-huh. home, yeah. uh, maintenance, janitor, yeah. floor tech, whatever, whatever they need. Yeah. Kind, kind um, of uh, you know, biding your time toward, toward retirement. The big R. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty we, much. We've all done it. Yeah. Yep. But um, 
I mean, it was a great run. I just wished I oh, could have last for, you know, to make the 50-year mark. Uh, Didn't bummer. quite make it. Oh, but bummer. But the funny part is, there are still spots with my voice on yours, too, oh, that yeah. are running on a couple of stations sure. around here. I'm, sure. Yeah. People are going, I, I thought you were out of radio. I go, yeah. I am. Why? I heard you. I go, oh, yeah. You'll hear them till after I'm dead. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah. I'm going to call the station and say, can you put reverb on it? Because yeah. I'm on my deathbed. I had some people in the <laughs> neighborhood here uh, when they when they let me go from uh, WMHT after four years of full-time work there. Mm. And my voice was probably there for another <laughs> three or four years on a lot of sure. stuff. And I had people still thinking, even in this neighborhood, still thinking I yep. worked there. Well, I saw you on a, a break that you did just the other night. I said, well, that was recorded back in... Yep. You know, 2004. The thing and, uh, I'll get is like, do you get any money for that? No. no you no. should take him to court. No, no, no. No, no. no. Can't do I that. said, there's yeah. a rule. I said, I had arguments with management back when I was at the jockey with the yeah. owners, actually. Yeah. Oh, take their voice or we're going to get sued. I go, this is our property. Yeah. They did it when they were here and they were employed by us. No, no, it's our property. Yeah, it's true. It's like, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. So. Well, Lou, this has been terrific, really. And, you know, I there mean, are more stories that we didn't even oh, cover. Oh, and, you know, uh, <laughs> last uh, if you listen to uh, Brian Jackson last month, he, uh, at the end, said, uh, this is part one of our interview. I have many more stories to tell, you know. <laughs> oh, God, he's got a ton of stories. I, I do have a few more uh, original interviews I want to do first, but there yeah. are people I will invite back, absolutely. Now, because I, I know, Brian, of the, course, the we all have some of those stories. You better check with us before you air them, so to say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And and sometimes you wonder, especially with Brian, how many of him he really made up, you know, because he's very creative. He is. <laughs> he is. Oh, my God, he is. But uh, I... <laughs> I, I, I look forward to again, uh, you know, seeing you again soon. I know that your full-time work has kept you from some of our lunches, but uh, yep. but you'll keep getting invited until uh, we find a way to get you there. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, throw something into the ring here. What's that? Get since we all have the, the we you have the get-togethers, the Louis lunches, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. once a month, once every other month. Not named for you, mm-hmm. by the no, way. Uh, no, no, that was actually a Louis. Some uh, I forgot. I've was, forgotten his name as well, but uh, um, yeah. Ed Louis. No, 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 it's not. No, oh, it's another no, Louis. It's another Louis from WGY days back in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. It's all Lou all the time. Here I am. Um, what What is it? The, the Not the oh, not the podcast. It's uh, actually do a video. Oh, I forgot okay. what that's called. Or the, uh, of, I guess it could be a vlog. Vlog. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, really? Put, yeah. put, really? People, you really well, think people want to see disc jockeys? That's true. I got to put powder on my head because there's nothing up there except the shine. So told you I got a face for radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we'll, we'll take it under advisement. I, I suppose yes. I could set something up over in the corner there and they could just, you know, watch us doing this. But all it is is two guys, uh, you know, old guys yeah. uh, with a lot of uh, oh. white, white and gray hair just, you know, using hand signals back and forth with each other. Oh, I forgot so. to ask you, is this a union shop? No, it's not. Okay, we're safe then. Okay. So uh, again, great seeing you and great you too, catching Warren. up. Thank Thanks you for so those much. stories, and um, and and we will do this again sometime. And I have to admit, I did this without any drinking. I didn't have one beer. Yeah, but you did spill the water. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Take care. I'll see you later. <laughs> Radio Split Ranch. Like many of our previous visitors to the Radio Split Ranch, Brother Lou and I could have easily spent a few more hours just swapping stories of the broadcasting business from the last half century. I forgot to ask him about the fun we had working together on the local PBS TV affiliate when I had him do voice work and guest on the great TV auction back in the day when I was the the manager there. But I did remember to ask him to count up how many different call letters are on his resume to add to our running count 
quote, he made stops at 14 different stations, not counting multiple stints on a couple. That brings our call letter count in eight interviews to 93. Going to have to get the calculator out soon as we head into triple digits. Will our guest next month take us over the 100 threshold? You'll have to join us to find out. A bit of radio history to throw at you now as we wrap up this month's offering with another air check of the one and only Chris Warren. Uh, This one goes back 28 years to the first weekend of the newly branded WRVE, The River. Previously formatted as Oldies 99.5 FM, WGY FM changed to The River, playing classic rock after being bought out by Dame Media out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, on March 4th, 1994. And I was just one of a couple of jocks who kept our jobs through the format and call letter change. I remember getting a call from one oldies fan asking why the heck we were calling ourselves The River. Why not just say the call letters? And no one had branded a local station like that before. So thus the phone call. So here's what it sounded like on that first weekend, which for me turned into about seven years doing Saturday mornings on The River. A couple of minutes into this air check, listen for an explanation of what the new format was promising our listeners, why it was different from anything they'd listened to recently. And if I sound like I'm trying to feel out how to handle this new format after rocking with the oldies for the previous six years, it's because I was. Enjoy as much as you can take. Join us again for more fun next month. In the meantime, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. The River with JoJo Gunn. When's the last time you heard that? Run, run, run. Before that, Foolish Heart, Steve Perry. And Take Me to the Pilot, Elton John. From The River, 99.5 WRVE. Here are the animals. The River. Finally, a rock and roll radio station that sounds okay at work. It's The River, 99.5 WRVE. Here's Genesis. The River with Genesis, Land of Confusion. Of course, uh, the man Phil Collins at the lead. Before that, music from the Stones, Brown Sugar, and we heard the animals. It's my life. From the River, 99.5, WRVE. And it continues. Oh, the greatest stuff you've ever heard, right? All put back to back. Here's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. The River. With Toto, Hold the Line, and Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. From the River, 99.5 WRVE. I'm Chris Warren. Welcome to a Sunday afternoon, our first weekend at the River. We're happy you're a part of it. Got some uh, AccuWeather forecasts coming up. Not too bad. Think you'll like that. And also the Allman Brothers Band and Rod Stewart standing by at the River. You're on the River, 99.5 WRVE. The Capital District's newest radio station, where we now make the following promises to you. On the river, you will never hear any heavy metal music or rap. No sleepy, wimpy oldies. You won't hear us talk over the beginnings of the songs because we like the music just as much as you do. We won't play any silly games or contests on the air because we know you're really tired of all that. And we won't subject you to the hype you hear on the other stations. What you will hear is an amazing variety of rock and roll from people like the Stones, Elton John, Eric Clapton, Van Morrison, the Allman Brothers, Fleetwood Mac, the Doobie Brothers, David Bowie and the Beatles. And you'll hear great stuff the other stations have forgotten. So just listen for a week. We know you'll love what you hear. 
It's rock and roll without the hard edge. On the river, 99.5 WRVE. Lens Crafters, helping people see better one hour at a time. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast from the river. Cloudy tonight, high 50. Cloudy now and 40 in Albany, 39 in Schenectady, and 41 in Troy. It's an amazing variety of rock and roll on the river, 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE. Rock and roll without the hard edge. The River, 99.5 WRVE. Bruce Hornsby and the range. Look out any window before that broken arrow from Rod Stewart. And the Allman Brothers kicked us off with Whipping Post on WRVE. The River. Happy to have you here on a Sunday afternoon. I'm Chris Warren, and we've got uh, 2.36 Sunday afternoon. You're enjoying it. The River reminds you, March is Eye Donor Month. The Lions Eye Bank at Albany asks that you become a donor and share the gift of sight. For more information, call us at 346-9999. In touch with the Capital District, we're The River, 99.5 WRVE. Here's Sticks on The River. The River, 99.5 WRVE. Steve uh, Winwood a couple of times, and back in the high life again. Uh, mechanical difficulties of the uh, disc jockey variety. Before that sticks, come sail away. This is The River. We're glad to have you here on a Sunday afternoon. I'm Chris Warren. We're at uh, 247. Thanks for joining us. Going to check the uh, exclusive AccuWeather forecast next from The River. And then on the other side of that, some good stuff coming up. The Eagles, Jackson Brown. Crosby, Stills, and Ash, and a lot more from the river. Elegant yet casual living. Calling 295-7128. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast from the river. now and 40 in Albany, 38 in Schenectady, 39 in Troy. We don't play games. We play rock and roll. We're the river. 99.5 WRVE. The river with Jackson Brown. Here come those tears again. John Cougar before that, I Need a Lover, and the Eagles started it off with uh, Best of My Love. From the River, 99.5 WRVE. From their first album, here's Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I hear this is your station for the most rock and roll in the morning. This is the River, 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE, with Argent. Hold your head up before that. Stevie Nicks, stand back. We heard from the Doobie Brothers at Great Blackwater. And the Marrakesh Express started us out with Crosby, Stills, and Nash from their first LP. Welcome to the River. Glad to have you along. Heading home for the from the car show or heading back down to the Nick for the Mac Men semifinals tonight. Thanks for trying us out. We're the River. We've got James Taylor and Bonnie Raitt coming up. And, of course, the AccuWeather forecast is next on the River. 99.5 WRVE. This is rock and roll with a hard edge. A rock and roll without the hard edge. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast from the river. Remaining cloudy overnight. Partly sunny and 40 in Albany. 39 in Schenectady. 41 in Troy. This is the radio station where the music always comes first. This is the river. 99.5 WRVE. <laughs> The River, 99.5 WRVE. Rock and roll without the hard edge. Put up a parking lot. 
the river, 99.5 WRVE. Joni Mitchell, and uh, they've paved paradise and put up a parking lot in its place. There's the big yellow taxi. Joe Cocker before that with the letter done live, of course. Bonnie Raitt, something to talk about. And we started out with JT and his steamroller blues. Coming up, we got one for uh, Maurice, uh, Maurice, excuse me, and Paul listening in Albany this afternoon. Steve Miller Band coming up in just a moment. The River reminds you that Capital District Hospice is offering new classes to help people recover from grief. The classes are held on the second Wednesday of each month and are free. For more information, you can call us at 346-9999. In touch with the Capital District, we're the River, 99.5 WRVE with the Steve Miller Band. The River, 99.5 WRVE, the air that I breathe, the Hollies from England. And, of course, Steve Millerband before that, Abracadabra, and bingo, you've got the station you've been waiting for, The River, 99.5 WRVE. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. I'm Chris Warren. We'll regularly be with you on Saturday mornings from 6 till 10. Hope you'll join us. But we'll stick around for the remainder of the afternoon into the early evening. Just a minute or so, you're uh, away, just a moment or so away from Eric Clapton, plus CCR and Julian Lennon are coming up on The River. The future is now. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast from the river, remaining high of 44. Partly sunny now and 40 in Albany, 39 in Schenectady, 41 in Troy. This is the river, 99.5 WRVE, where we never talk over the beginning of your favorite song. The river with Janice Chaplin, me and Bobby McGee. Also heard from Chrissy Hind and the Pretenders, Don't Get Me Wrong, and Wonderful Tonight from Eric Clapton. On the River, 99.5 WRVE. We're the new choice for your workplace. We're the River, 99.5 WRVE. The River, with John's oldest, Julian Lennon, Lennon uh, named after his uh, John's mother, Julia. And, of course, Too Late for Goodbyes. Before that, Steely Dan, Peg, and Creedence Clearwater Revival. Looking out my back door, I see uh, cloudy skies and about 40 degrees, actually. And welcome to the river, 99.5 WRVE. Here are the stones. The river, 99.5 WRVE. With Elton John. The River, 99.5 WRVE. When's the last time you heard that song? What a good one from Melton John. That's 60 years on. Before that, we heard uh, music from Mr. Mr. Broken Wings. Remember uh, the Rolling Stones and Wild Horses. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday afternoon. I'm Chris Warren. We're at 423. And uh, you found us, the new River, 99.5 WRVE, where we've got the exclusive AccuWeather forecast coming up next. And that'll be followed by Billy Joel. Day Media is proud to welcome you. News only is directed. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast from the river. Remaining, it's cloudy and 40 in Albany, 39 in Schenectady, 41 in Troy. Finally, a rock and roll station for grown-ups. This is the river, 99.5 WRVE. The river, 99.5 WRVE. Rock and roll without the hard edge. How are you on a Sunday afternoon? I'm Chris Warren. And that's Toad the Wet Sprocket and Walk on the Ocean. We heard Billy Joel's Piano Man before that. That's, of course, the one he does. As somebody reminded me a moment ago, the one he does is his encore at the end of, uh, end of the show. 
Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon. Normally with you Saturdays from 6 to 10. We hope you'll join us then, 6 to 10 a.m., but it is 4.35 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon with about 40 degrees and some uh, cloudy skies on the outside. And coming up, some uh, foreigner music, if you'll stick around. The River reminds you right now, the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program offers free tax help to older taxpayers, people with disabilities, and those who don't speak English. They have several sites in the area, including a new one in Troy. For more information, you can call us right here at 346-9999. In touch with the Capital District, we're the River, 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE. On a Sunday afternoon, it feels like the first time there's Foreigner, and before that, Bob Seger, his silver bullet band, Against the Wind. How are you on this Sunday afternoon? I'm Chris Warren, 445, and uh, we're going to check the AccuWeather forecast coming up in just a few moments, and then get back to it with Rod Stewart, Jefferson Airplane, and Warren Zevon, all coming up at the River, 99.5 WRVE. Hello, is this a healthy deli? I am not leaving here without my son. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast from the river. It's cloudy and 40 in Albany, 39 in Schenectady, 41 in Troy. It's an amazing variety of rock and roll on the river, 99.5 WRVE. The River with John Cougar Mellencamp. And a lonely old night before that, Mod the ro- Rod the Mod, if I say it right, Stuart, and stay with me. And the Eagle started us out with a victim of love. The River, 99.5 WRVE.